get your attention. If you can see this board, I'm hoping you all can see it because we're going to be using this for a couple different, this uh, page for a couple of different assignments and you're going to see this all day. So if you know what readers are, you know that you can't see anybody out there, but then you can't see this. So I'm sorry. So I'll be like this the whole time. Um, okay. Um, my name is Candy. I probably get introduced upstairs, but I'm so excited to see you all here today and to thank Mallory for sharing the Old Testament big over you with us, which is very very helpful. Thank you very much for that. So um, this is going to be super interactive. And so that means I designed these activities so you all would talk. So please talk. Please, please talk. Um, you're going to be in groups part of the time. And then some of it's just going to be out loud. Tell me this. So please feel comfortable to just say a word or a phrase to help this move along. It's going to be kind of a busy next 45 minutes and we have squishy time still in our schedule so yes we're running a little over but we know that and so we're going to combine lunch with maybe something else and we're going to work it okay so don't be in, in a hurry um, I, I hope that you that you enjoy this part um, also of the lesson so all right um, as Mallory ended she said there were 400 years of silence and there was the people of God did not hear for 400 years from a prophet speaking the word of God. It was silence. And after 400 years, God sends his angel to two people. So she mentioned John the Baptist. So um, the angel Gabriel came to both Zechariah, who is John the Baptist's father, and also to Mary. And so um, amazing for us and for the people of Israel after all this long time um, that God is again engaging um, with his people, it's his time and his timing. It's interesting if you, when you study a little bit about Rome and the way the roads were being built, and I know that that's part of um, a belief that some people have that this was a great time for a spread of gospel. Things had been developing around Rome at this point, and so um, this was a great time for Jesus to come. And everything um, in secular history, when they look back, um, was set up, of course, by God for his son to come at this point in time. So he sent his savior, our savior, his son into the world. She gave us a big picture of the Old Testament, but for our time in the New Testament, we are going to be focusing on the completed work of Jesus. So for a quick overview of the New Testament, here's what's important to us. It's made up of 27 books written over about 50 years by about eight authors. And so what we're talking about is we have the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the stories of Jesus' earthly ministry. Then we have Acts, which is the story also written by Luke that tells the story of the, of the early church as the early church was getting started and the work that God was doing through his Holy Spirit as his word was starting to spread to more and more people hearing the gospel good news of Jesus. And then we have a whole bunch of letters from Paul, and he wrote letters to churches and to, and to also some specific believers. And he was helping the churches and the believers work out the belief that, that they had, the faith they had in Jesus. We also have letters written by Peter and by James and by Jude. Now, um, the book of Hebrews is debated on the authorship. It goes back and forth. Scholars have never figured out for sure who it is. It could have still been Paul, although written differently. Maybe Paulos, maybe Barnabas, but we're not sure about that one. 
So that's why it's probably eight authors, but we're not sure. And then the last book of the Bible, Revelation, which Mallory mentioned, is the story of the completion, the, the consummation, the new heavens and the new earth. And um, that's always both hard to read, I think, and also um, exciting to read. Um, my husband, Charles, um, works for North American Mission Board, and a couple of years ago, I was sitting in a meeting with um, Dr. Kevin Azell, who's the head of the North American Mission Board, and he talked about us as believers living from victory because he said we have, the, we have revelation. We have the end of the story. And so rather than living uh, downtrodden, um, even in our trials and hard times, to live from victory, we know the last. We know the end. And so um, I'm excited to share with you just some neat things about Jesus today. Um, I want to read two verses that I think are super revealing. Um, and then we're going to pray together, and then we're going to start. Okay. These are both from the book of John. And John 1, 1 to 4 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And then John 1, 14, And the Word capital W, meaning Jesus, became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. All right, the first activity I have for you all is a brainstorm, and that means I need you to give me words or brief phrases that describe who Jesus is to you. Okay, so I'm going to put one up. I'm going to put king up. And you notice that Valerie talked about king a lot. It's mentioned all through the Bible. So I'm going to put king up. I need you guys to just shout out. I'll write them as quickly as I can. Jesus is what?
initiatives in Charleston Conference, and it always, every time I've done it, every time I've done it, I find it to be a blessing. It's like, just because we're just praising the Lord for all that he is. So yes, this is all, and he's so much more than this to us. Um, we're going to come back and use this later. So now what we're going to do is I'm going to pick up on three of the names. A couple of them weren't given here. Hang on. Okay. We're going to talk about Jesus being both, uh, all three, prophet, priest, and king. And so what we're going to do is, I'm glad there's a lot of people here, but it's going to make this a little challenging. We're going to work together on this. This is really good. In your booklet, you will see Jesus, you'll see a page. Jesus is prophet, Jesus is priest, Jesus is king. And I'm going to come around and assign to your table which one you're responsible for. You're not going to do all three of them, but I'm going to give you about 20 minutes total, which you'll need. Um... I'm going to have like three tables, do prophet, three do priest, three or four do king. And then I've asked someone in each of your areas to kind of gather all the information together. What you're going to do is a comparison of Jesus as prophet with Melchizedek, who we heard. Um, but, and you can also use what you will learn from the verses that you look up to compare him with other priests that we see a lot of priests in the Bible. Um, the same thing with prophet. So Moses was considered a great prophet. Um, and so how is Jesus like Moses in the way he is prophet for us? And how is he different from Moses? And the same thing with King. How is Jesus like King David? How is he different from King David? You'll see all that in those verses. So I want you guys to work together on your tables. And you can do it however you want. If you want to assign people, just quietly read the verses. Or if you want to read them all together, you'll have a few minutes to read the verses I've listed and do a compare contrast. He's like him, he's different. He's like him, he's different. And then the person in your area who is supposed to be getting all the stuff together is going to report back to all of us at the end what you have to say about prophet, priest, and king. There's like two questions. That person is going to put all the information together and share it with the whole group. So you've got about 20 minutes. I'm going to come around. It will be helpful if you have your Bible or it on your phone or something because you'll have to look through these verses. So I'm going to come around and just assign your tables. Questions? Okay. Thank you. 
Okay, Lee, we've just got about five more minutes. So can all the profit tables raise their hands? Okay. Um, who, who did I ask to deal with the, to cover the profits? So will you, did you see your tables, Amanda? <laughs> okay, so if you can go around and kind of compile a little thing answers, that'd be awesome. Who are the priest tables again? Priest? Okay, who's doing, who's doing priest? Is that Meredith? Do you see your tables? Thank you, guys. And king? King tables? Okay, who's doing king? King, Tara, you're doing king, so those are your tables. The people raising their hands, you need to go to those tables. <laughs> okay, about five more minutes.
Okay, ladies, we're, I think our compilers are done. So thank you guys for helping out. Um, let's start with Amanda. Are you? Did you have profit? Okay, so we're going to let Amanda share just the answers. I know you guys, thank you for working together, reading the verses, and coming up with similarities and differences. Just share the answers to those two questions that you've got at the end. How is Jesus the perfect prophet? And then maybe one passage that highlights it.
extra verses there at the bottom. Um, when I first created this, my husband's like, that's ridiculous. You cannot possibly have him look up that many verses. He probably said it kind of like that. That's way. I said, fine. He's like, well, just will it down. Will it down. So I put those ones at the bottom that I thought were also good. Additional resources. So later on in your own study, I, th- I think they're good. Okay. So I'll let you, I'll let you do that. He's very honest. Yeah. Okay. Um, Thank you guys. That was. I hope that was helpful to you all. I found it really interesting to compare Jesus. We have pictures of Jesus all through the Bible. He's like this. He's like this. He's like this. And then the, and they were waiting, right? Come on, come on, come on. And then he came, but he, he but he wasn't the earthly king that they expected, and he was a different type of prophet, and he was the the only one who could be the perfect priest. We know from our culture and pictures of what human priests are like, and he is not. He's the perfect, perfect priest. I love, I love thinking that he is sitting right there, interceding for me and for you right now. He is talking to the Father on our behalf. Thank you, Jesus, for that. Okay, um, I'm going to share with you five things that stuck out to me specifically with these three attributes or three personages of Jesus. Um, the first one was that while Moses, and I got this, I, I didn't put my references down, but if you're interested, see me later, I read a bunch of articles about this. So um, someone said better than I, while Moses brought God's word to the people, Jesus brought God to his people and his people to God. I, if you know me at all, you know that um, I'm a legalist. Charles is like, get real honest. So I'm like, yeah, great. So I, I, I'm a legalist. Um, I think I would have made probably a great, like, Hasidic Jew. Like, I really like rules. I like, because that means I can, I can perform. And so I want to keep them. Every rule possible. Um, and we know that is completely impossible to do. So I'm very thankful that as a believer, I have a new law written right here. It's the law of grace. And I'm very thankful for that. The second thing is, while the Old Testament system of priests has ended, the priesthood of Jesus is eternal. And you guys talked about that. Um, When I think of Jesus as my priest and my advocate, I'm reminded, right? Romans 8.34 says, who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. And more than that, who was raised? He's at the right hand of God interceding for us. That reminds me that I'm not stuck in my sin. He has paid my penalty. And he is not condemning me. He is for me. The third thing is, while the Old Testament priests had to offer up, and you guys talked about this, priests, uh, they had to offer up sacrifices year after year after year after sheep after sheep after sheep after whatever they were killing. Jesus offered himself once the perfect sacrifice, which means that his work is complete. For those of us who believe in his work on the cross, it was there, that it was in our behalf, then the Son of God was the only sacrifice that we need to be forgiven of our sins. And when I am tempted, as we tend to be sometimes, to try to earn his love and his forgiveness, I need to, be, I need to remind myself, that work is done. It had been done. It was done on a cross for me. So my part is to believe and to follow him. The fourth thing that stuck out to me in Prophet, Priest, and King is that as King, Jesus sits at the right-hand side of the Father and holds authority over every other ruler. 
right? Ephesians 1.21 says, God has put Christ over all rulers, all authorities, all powers, all kings, not just here in this world, but in the next world. Um, I was thinking about the news last night. Um, as a little girl, um, I always wondered why my mom watched the news. She had it on all the time. When I go in the kitchen, mom would have the news on. Even as she got to be an older woman, she loved the news. And I, I wasn't interested in that. Now, now, I tend to be kind of a news hound. And again, my husband pulls me down from that. Really, you're watching too much news, he'll say. And honestly, with the elections coming soon, I can get overly wrapped up in who's going to be in what positions of authority and what that's going to mean for me or my family or my children. You know. So, um, it's good, to, like, it's good that Charles reminds me of that. But while men and women hold some power for a short period of time, Christ is our eternal king. And like we said earlier, we know the end of the story. So rather than getting myself tied up in knots, I do know who the king is, the high king. Another thing that um, I wrote down that I think this can relate. In fact, I was listening when Mallory was reading one of her verses about how earthly kings tend to grasp grasping for money and power and things like that. And so I tend to be a grasper. I describe myself as a grasper, which means I want to be in control. When things are spinning, I tend to go like this in my head, in my heart. I do that. But when I can acknowledge that Jesus is the king, he really is the king, and he really is sovereign, then my anxieties and my fears can go like this, and my faith can grow. And lastly, as king, Jesus even now is right here with us. Charles and I were um, in Florida a few weeks ago. He travels all the time, and I was with him in Miami, and we heard a pastor speak. And it was very interesting to me because often I have certain memory verses I know, and often I'll say, yes, Jesus, you're the one who um, was and is and is to come. And the pastor said, I know you guys know this verse, and you quote it wrongly. We are a linear people. We see him as was and is and is to come, and that is not what the verse says. It says he is and was and is to come. Our priority is that he is right here with us. And I'm like, that was, it was just an eye-opener for me. That's right. That's right. He is here with us. He is that word made flesh today in our messy, messy lives. And he doesn't leave us to figure things out alone. We have his word. I'm so thankful. We have the church, his bride, right here in front of us. And we have his spirit who's teaching us right now through his word. He's reminding us of truth. He convicts us of sin. He encourages us to walk the walk that we need to as believers. He is so good to us. I'm going to end today this, this section um, with a verse that really, really has blessed me as I've done this whole study. Um, Revelations 1, 4 through 6, um, written by um, John, um, inspired and written by John. To the seven churches in Asia, grace and peace to you from the one who is and was and is coming, and from the seven spirits before his throne, and from Jesus Christ. Jesus is the faithful witness, the first among those raised from the dead. He is the ruler of the kings of the earth. He is the one who loves us, who made us free from our sins with the blood of his death. He made us to be a kingdom of priests who serve God his Father. To Jesus Christ be glory and power forever and ever.
I'm going to pray for us, and then I have a little application page I want us to do before we're done today. Um, you, all, you all have that too. So let me pray, and then I'm going to explain the little application I want us to do. God, thank you so much for your word and its truth. Thank you, God, that we can rest in the completed work of Jesus Christ on our behalf. God, I pray that you make us bold witnesses of that truth to those around us who need to know the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. In your name, amen. Okay, so you see personal application and reflection. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to look at the Jesus is poster, and I want you to fill in the little blanks. I'm going to give you an example of how I did my first one. Um, what I wrote down was this, trusting him, trusting Jesus, this was mine, not yours, trusting him as true prophet, I can follow and obey. So if I believe that he really is that prophet, he has the right message and the truth, it's all been fulfilled in him, then I can follow him and obey him. Okay, so I'm going to give you guys a few minutes. Look through to Jesus is if that helps you, and I want you to come up with, for those three different personages of Jesus, I want you to come up with your fill-in-the-blanks. Okay, like three minutes. You can fill those in. Okay, you guys can take that home if you didn't have enough time to fill that in. I've got one more thing I want to leave with you today that I think is just really, I believe it's fascinating. So this is called a story spine, and I'm going to hand you out the flyer about a story spine later. Um, it's not mine, so I'm going to give you the flyer, and it's going to say the guy's name, the end of this thing. Um, it's a wonderful way when we think about the Bible as one complete story to explain it to someone else. It's also a great way to put our own faith journey into a compact story. And so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna fill it in for you and then later on, come back to it, read the article I give you. I think it'll be great. Also, if you have children that are believers, it's a great thing to give to those children, explain it to them so they can, so they can tell somebody else about Jesus and about the story of the Bible, okay? So, um, and it will sound like a fairy tale because it really kind of is. Okay, uh, once upon a time, and you've got that, 
God created mankind in Adam and Eve. So I'm going to write that. No, I'm going to I'm going to give you one now. Later on, you can do your own. Okay, created. I'm just going to give you the base. This is the base. Every day, they walked and talked in perfect relationship with God in Eden. It's a little long. Just, yeah. Did you guys get that? Okay. But one day, they sinned. Because of that, their perfect relationship with God was broken. perfect relationship with God was broken. Because of that, mankind has struggled with sin. Like, forever. Like, to this day, but I just, we just put mankind has struggled with sin. Because of that, God created the law and his people offered sacrifices for atonement. So that's what we covered with the Old Testament, as Mallory was talking about. The priests continue to come so to offer the sacrifices. He created the law, and his people offered sacrifices. Until finally, God sent his son Jesus as the perfect sacrifice. And ever since then, this is kind of long. I'm going to read it a couple of times so you guys can write it. It may be just too much. Whoever believes in Jesus Christ has a restored relationship with God, victory over sin, and will reign with Christ in heaven one day. 
and ever since then, whoever believes in Jesus Christ has a restored relationship with God, victory over sin, and will reign with Christ in heaven one day. Did you guys get that? Okay. No? Okay. Whoever believes in Jesus Christ has a restored relationship with God, victory over sin, and will reign with Christ in heaven one day. Okay, so that's the story spine. I'm going to let you guys look at, look at it later. I think it's really fascinating. And you can use it to create your own story of when God saved you, when Jesus saved you, okay? All righty, I am finished. Are we going to do something here? Let you take over? All right, thank you, Candy. I love that we keep seeing the theme of God dwelling with his people, right? That he is here with us. Um, what we're going to do now is we're going to transition into lunch. So we do have Chick-fil-A here for you. So I'm going to pray for lunch, and then I'll dismiss you. We're also going to tag team and do the craft at the same time. And then I'm going to push back our panel time a little bit, about maybe 20 minutes or so. So enjoy yourself. Enjoy your lunch. Enjoy your craft. Here's how the logistics of this are going to work. So for lunch, if you can line up along here and you'll grab your lunch in these windows right here. If you checked on 